If you have not yet seen the Sandlot video that was put together by Brewers players, um, or acted, but it was put together by a number of people involved, including Caitlin Moyer, who we're about to talk to, you've got to see it. It's at the Brewers' website. It's on all their social media channels. And uh, just uh, the the off-season and the spring training portion of the year has already been won by the Brewers because of that video. It is fantastic. And right now, uh, here to talk about it, is the director of new media for the Brewers, Caitlin Moyer. Caitlin, appreciate you taking some time. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm great. All right, so obviously this has exploded. Millions of views of this video. Everybody, you know, sports and non-sports are talking about it. When you guys were putting this together, did you have an inkling that it might uh, pick up as much attention as it has? You know, I I knew it had the potential to be big, but I don't know that um, I anticipated that it would be quite this big. Um, I mean, this has actually gone viral, and I really don't like to use that term loosely. So it's kind of every new media director's dream. <laughs> Tell me the uh, kind of the the infancy of this, of how you, you and whoever else was involved in it, how you guys thought about this, and, and when you decided you were going to put it together. Sure. Um, at the end of every season, we kind of do a post-mortem, and we talk about what worked, what didn't, and then uh, we flip the page, and we look ahead to the next year and things we might want to do. And um, and looking ahead, you know, to next year starting already in, in October after the 2017 season ended, um, looking at, you know, what are some things that we're going to do in 2018 and, and where can we get some inspiration? And, um, I like to look at a lot of anniversaries, um, and see if there's anything we can tap into from a pop culture standpoint. So like last year, for example, we did a, uh, Wayne's World with Brett Phillips and Josh Hader because it was a Wayne's World anniversary. Um, and when I was looking at movies, what really stood out was The Sandlot. And, you know, it's perfect time, obviously, with baseball. I knew it would be in the wheelhouse for uh, the age group of the guys that are on the team currently. And we thought, hey, we have to do something with The Sandlot. So had this idea way back in the fall. Didn't even, you know, know who would be exactly what part. We had some ideas in mind, you know, you know obviously Ham with Vogue, but we didn't know at that time if he'd be back. Christian Yelich wasn't even part of the team yet, um, so it all kind of came together once we got down in spring training this spring. Do you put together your casting thoughts ahead of time and go to them, or do you gauge interest in who would maybe like to be a part of it and then figure out the casting from there? Um, it was a little bit of both. We had some guys in mind for some of the, the obvious parts. Um, you know, going into it, we're like, wow, you know, Stephen Vogt would be a perfect Pam. Brett Phillips, he's always game to do, you know, anything in social media and thought he would make a really good Smalls. Um, approached Brett first because I knew he, like I said, he'd be game and, um, you know, he'd help me rope in some of the other guys. Um, Vogt overheard me talking to Phillips and piped up, said, Sandlot, anything with the Sandlot? I, I want to be in. Can I be ham? And I said, that's perfect because we were going <laughs> to ask you. And uh, Christian Yelich, the walker, happened to be between the two, and he kind of got roped in by proximity. And as we're talking to him, I'm like, you, would, you actually kind of look like Benny the Jet. I'm a new guy. Like being Benny, that's a lot of pressure. And um, he ended up being the perfect Benny the Jet. And then from there, it all kind of fell into place. And of course, um, one of the guys we had in mind initially was Eric Sogard um, being Squint. And uh, I just hadn't had the chance to talk to Eric yet, and just because um, I never really saw him in person. So I ended up having to send him a message and said, "Hey, we're we're trying to do a scene from the Sandlot." We'd like you to be squints. It kind of hinges on you um, if you're available or not. And so I kind of have my fingers crossed. And he replied almost immediately. Was like, "I'm in." This is a little signature nerd emoji, and it, you know, it, it all came together from there. 
You you tweeted out a screenshot, and my favorite thing was you asked him if he had jean shorts, and he didn't. So uh, how much stuff did you guys have to buy to get the – because they, they look pretty close to what they were wearing in the movie. Yeah, we, we had a lot of attention to detail, watched that clip a, a lot of times. Um, it was myself, my new media coordinator, Aaron, down there, and then members of our marketing and production team. So Kelly, Matt, and Nicole, I want to give them a shout-out, and Evan – um, we all kind of divided and conquered to try to find the components for this. So, I mean, guys, you know, we, I made a list of what guys should bring from home. You know, if they have a pair of jeans, they need to wear jeans, bring your jeans. If you have some Converse, bring them. Um, and then we made a list of things we had to go buy. So we, we were, uh, ran around Phoenix and, uh, Glendale area and, um, we really didn't have to buy too much. A lot of the stuff the guys had, um, you know, just again, attention to detail. Um, Jeremy Jeffers' character, he's wearing a Kansas City Monarchs hat in the movie, and um, we thought it would be a nice touch to have the Milwaukee Bears hat. Um, JJ's mom was kind enough to send it to us. He had it at his house in, in Virginia. Uh, so, yeah, stuff came from everywhere, um, but we really didn't have to buy too much in the end. How long did this whole process take from the filming to post-production and everything that was involved in it? Hmm. Um, the actual filming part took about an hour and a half to two hours, um, so not too long. I, I can't speak to the productions part. I know that that was um, a lengthy process, and those guys did a fantastic job putting it together. They had to grab uh, Hank footage, too, on a separate date because Hank was uh, shot up here in Milwaukee. Um, so, yeah, it was probably uh, a, the bulk of the time I, I would most definitely be um, editing. We're talking with uh, Caitlin Moyer. She's the director of new media for the Brewers. This is, you guys do such a, a, a great job with this, and you're some of the best, if not the best, in all of baseball. How does this kind of fit in, not the video, but just more general, the, the social media, the new media, all aspects of your job? How does that all fit in without within kind of the overall business operation of the Brewers and what they're trying to accomplish? You know, our, our goal on social media is to bring the fans closer to the team. And I think, you know, things like this, Sandlot video and, and a lot of the other things that we try to do, I think that that's, that's what we, what we aim to do is to connect with our fans and to really, um, personalize them and, and for lack of a better term, humanize them. So, um, you know, showing another fun side of these guys' personalities and, you know, they love the Sandlot. Fans love the Sandlot. They can identify with them, you know, showing, um, their families, if they have kids, you know, showing uh, Ernan Perez's little son, Christopher. Um, he's quite the social media darling, but, you know, fans relate to that because they have kids too, and um, their kids love baseball as well. So it's, it's just really trying to showcase their personalities and, and make fans feel like, you know, they know them a little bit better, and, you know, they're going to want to cheer for people that they identify with and that they um, that they like. Hosting the, the post-game show, I, I get the opportunity to talk with these guys a lot, and they're all great guys. This is one of the best clubhouses and, and group of guys that you could ever see. From your perspective, what does that do for you? That these are good guys, so now you kind of get to have a, a wider palette of being able to, you know, let them be accessible to to people who are consuming what you're putting out there. Yeah, it's it's awesome um, because you know when I first I've been around the club for a long time and not always in this capacity. But when I started, social media didn't even really exist. But so I remember the days when you know there'd be like two guys on Twitter and other guys would look at them and say, "Why are you on Twitter? Why are you self-promoting?" Which is kind of something that's a little bit frowned upon, um, at least in the past. And now it's been a complete 
complete uh, turnabout. And, you know, there's probably, I would say, 95% of the clubhouse is on some form of social media just simply because they've grown up with it. Um, and it's it's no longer kind of taboo for guys to put themselves out there. It's, it's kind of, um, you know, accept, it's definitely accepted. And um, we want to help amplify their presence and, and just, like you said, the personalities in this particular squad, um, they're awesome, and, and we want to work with them and, and help them build their own brands and, and have them help us, too. It's, it's uh, really been an awesome switch, especially for, for my part of the business. <laughs> Uh, another recent video, Stephen Vogt did his uh, impersonation of a, of a basketball official. It was so good, and he was so right on. He had every mannerism down. Is that something that was presented to him from, from the team, or is that something he just wanted to do? How does something like that uh, come together? Um, that's a little bit of both. So when we acquire a guy, I, you know, I kind of do some digging into his background, his personality. Um, and one thing that came up on Stephen was his uh, basketball ref that he had done um, several times. You can find it online from when he was in Oakland. So I said to him, um, hey, Stephen, you know, would you mind doing that for us sometime? And he said, sure. And, you know, we kind of acquired him mid-season last year, so we, we never really got to fit it in. And that was another one of those, you know, planning sessions for 2018, what can we do? And you know what, Stephen Vogt, he's got that ref um, impersonation. Why don't we tie that into March Madness? We're always looking for content to tie in that's, you know, kind of topical. In the past few years, we've had guys fill out brackets, which is, is fun, but it gets old. And we had um, the perfect guy to uh, give us that content this year. So, um, like I said, a clubhouse of characters and um, everyone's different personalities bring something new to the table. Do you want to tease something else that might be happening that you guys are working on during the course of the season? I would say stay tuned. Um, you know, if you want some more of the Sandlot uh, stuff, you might see some more of that coming. Um, and we've just got a, a lot of uh, fun stuff. But, you know, we're just speeding uh, right toward opening day here. Caitlin, thanks so much. I know this is a super busy time for you. Uh, thanks so much for taking a few minutes with us. The The video was fantastic. Everything you guys do is just amazing. It's so much fun to see uh, the creative stuff that you and your team uh, put together. So uh, thanks for taking a little bit of time and telling us about how it all works out. Well, thank you so much for having me, guys. Make sure you guys all follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook all season long. Very good. Thanks, Caitlin. Take care.